You're listening to a Countout Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Independent Waters. I am your host, Mikey Manfredi, and joining me, as always, is Zach Super Flash Batista. Zach, how you doing, my guy? I'm feeling real good right now. I've had my morning coffee. Uh, I've got a lot done early this morning, so I mean, I can't complain. Nice, nice. I'm glad. I'm glad you got a bunch of stuff done this morning because I didn't because my alarm didn't go off, so I didn't have time <laughs> to get stuff done. That's the only like, reason I haven't got it done. Because your alarm was like, I'll just sandbag him today and just not go off. Because fuck him, I guess. Man, like, I had shit to handle today before we recorded. And if I can... Man. I I will say I am glad for the extra sleep, though. Because, damn, I kind of needed it. True, true. Yeah, I I woke up a bit earlier than my alarm. So I didn't get as much sleep. So I felt that. And I was like, alright, give me a second. But yeah, technology, sometimes... Sometimes you're like, I, God, nothing's worse when you like wake up later and you realize you didn't put your alarm on. You're like, I could have sworn I turned you on. Yeah, right. Like, uh, or the worst and most frustrating for me is leaving your phone on silent mode by accident so it doesn't go off like at all. Oh, I hate that. I hate it. Mm-hmm. And you wake up and the alarm's like, I've gone off three times, dude. And I'm just like, fuck. God damn it. Yeah. <sighs> To the point now where every time I go to sleep, before I put, uh, go to sleep, I make sure it's on, like, the max volume. Because I'm like, I'm not falling asleep and this shit's not being on. Because fuck me. Not, not today. Not today, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we got some ra- we got some uh, solid wrestling to talk about this week. Yeah. It was a, it's a pretty good week of wrestling we got. Yeah. Uh, why don't we go over the matches? I know we gave a little preview last week, but why don't we go over what we got this week for, uh, for the people? Sure. Uh, who picked the majority of the matches this week? I believe you did. All right. So I I, I brought to the table this week Super Flash versus Dastan from Pro Wrestling Legacy, and I brought to the table Savannah Evans versus Edith Surreal from Battle Club Pro. Zach, what did you bring to the table this week? Coming to the table this week, I brought PJ Black versus Marcus. Burke at UCW Wrestling as uh, as per recommendation from fellow Countout member Connor Smith, who was telling me about uh, PJ Black in general, and I realized that I hadn't seen a match in his in forever, so he was kind enough to actually give a match recommendation without me even asking. So nice. I am quite. Ex- I was quite excited going to this match. Yeah, it sounds. It sounds like it, it was a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. And it'll yeah, be... we'll get we'll get we'll get to it later. Uh, anyway. Speaking of getting into things, why it don't we? Uh, of course. I, let's let's start off by talking about Savannah Evans versus Edith Surreal from Battle Club Pro. Zach, what do we think about this match? This match was solid. It was like it was it was okay. It was it was fine. It was a a bit of a squash match, as you and I mentioned a little bit before recording. Mm-hmm. 
which was a little sad because, again, I feel like I got uh, collective with Edith Surreal again in a match. Where I was like, oh, I can't wait to see this, and squashed. Yeah, it was it was tough. But it's fine. We've seen plenty of great Edith matches, so I'm sure she'll have more in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I like. I, I, like. I. I don't doubt that. Like, th- this isn't the Edith Surreal norm, right? Like, Edith Surreal usually has like pretty solid matches where a lot happens, but this one just kind of felt like it wasn't. You know? Yeah. Uh, uh I, I was. I like you. I was excited to see some Edith Surreal action. Ready to see. Uh, Edith and Savannah Evans go for a while. Uh, Edith get her uh, her submission holds in and all that stuff. But hey, Savannah Evans is just showing off the, her power here. Mm. I will say, as like a pretext for before we go into the actual match itself, that this match was kind of last minute because Tasha Steeles had to be replaced in this match. For yes. uh, I believe it was uh, Savannah had to actually replace Tasha Steeles. Mm-hmm. So. The, it makes more sense if you watch because some of these spots in this match looked a bit not the most polished, in my opinion. And if it's she's a last-minute replacement, it makes much more sense in hindsight. Yes. Anywho, let's get into the match itself. On that note, yeah, why not? Wait, let's 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 jump right into it. So this this was just, it's it started off solidly where these two were like just kind of trying to get control on the ground here. Yeah. You know, trying trying to trying to get those submission holds in uh, on each other, but uh, neither of them were backing down. Yeah, uh, there's even a point before this where they have a test of strength, and I, in my notes, I'm like, this basically sums up the match itself, which is, it goes, Savannah gets the upper hand because she's stronger than Edith. Edith counters it by pulling out some technical wizard bullshit that catches her <laughs> off guard. And then Savannah just kind of does the, I see red, I smash red, raw power out of said counter and Edith has to figure out another way to take the massive woman off her feet. Yes. That's like you said, we get a bit of a uh, some mat some mat work here and credit to Edith whenever uh, Savannah starts to like make her like force her way out of it, she, like I said before, she has to assess the situation on the fly come up with something. So there's a point here where she's got her uh, and Evans in a rear naked choke and mm-hmm. Evans starts to turn the tables on it, so she has to turn it into uh, a key lock into an arm drag which looked awesome. Sure did. Uh, to lock her up again, which forced Savannah to get a kick, uh, rope break. I almost said kick out. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this two, the two separate again. They circle the ring, lock up again. Eve gets uh, Savannah in a cravat, which she holds for a while, actually. Like, yeah, it was like it was crazy how long that got held. Yeah, like she kept like getting out of it, running at Eve. Eve was like, "And come into my arms, sweet child." As I put you back in the cravat again, and I was just like, "That must, that must be quite frustrating." Yeah, it just it just shows the skill of Edith, right? Mm-hmm. So much so that eventually uh, Savannah is just kind of like, eh, fuck, fuck, powering out of it, and she just rams Edith into a corner so that she can't actually put the cravat on again. I actually think that would be the definition of powering out of it. <laughs> sure, true. Why, why break out of it and then run at your opponent when you can just slam them into a wall? Exactly, right? Like, yeah, just just run them in, just run them into a turnbuckle. You're fine. <laughs> So then uh, she tosses Edith out of said corner into the opposite corner and squashes her with a running body splash. She goes, tosses Edith out of the corner to the other corner, rams her shoulder first into her gut, grabs her, and then slams her the mat with a butterfly suplex. Savannah showing off her power very much so here. Mm-hmm. And when Keith, Edith kicks out of all of this, Savannah goes for her full Nelson slam finisher. I don't think it has a name. Hold on. Now? I, it's, I, I, don't, I don't think so either because... Uh... At, at one point, uh, the announcers go to like uh, announce announce it, and they just call it the full Nelson Slam. 
Yeah, no, I went on her. I just went on her cage match. Uh, there is no name for it at the moment. So, so anyway, <laughs> anywho, with that aside, uh, she goes for this slam. Edith slips out of her. She Edith does like a little like snake wiggle thing like out of her arms, which gave me like flashbacks to when she used to be called Still Life with apricots and pears. Oh yeah. I was like, oh my god! I was like, that's like some artsy shit right there. Uh, she slips between her hands, rolls her up, and <laughs> as Savannah's like looking at her, like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Wait a second. Uh, Savannah kicks out of it, but then she's immediately tied up in an octopus hold by Edith. Uh, unfortunately, though, Savannah is again able to break the hold by overpowering Edith. And when Edith tries to counter her offense with a roll up, Savannah kicks out of it and then clocks her in the face of the forearm that knocks her back into the corner. Once she's got her back there, Savannah just pummels her with heavy hits until she Irish whips her into an opposite corner. But instead of staying in the corner, Edith actually uses the momentum from this to flip out onto the apron and shoulder Savannah in the gut when she goes to grab at her. Mm-hmm. Now that Savannah's bent over, she then flips onto her, flips, uses her back to flip into the ring, and then she has a cheeky little kick to the gut, or the ribs specifically. <laughs> that causes Savannah to fall into the middle ropes, and Edith sees this and goes for her patented double running drop kick into Savannah's back. But as she is bouncing off the ropes to do this, Savannah catches her and slams her into the mat with a pop up power bomb that I thought looked quite good. Yes, it looked it, it did look really good. Although Edith is able to kick out of it, so mm-hmm. Savannah's like, "All right, we go for full Nelson slam again because <laughs> try it again, try, try it, it again." again. <laughs> Unfortunately, though, Edith counters it with an arm drag that sends her into the corner, and with momentum on her side, Edith uh, continuously knocks Savannah back to the corner. Like, she keeps, like, walking out, gets kicked in the face. She's mm-hmm. ready for the kick in the face, gets punched in the face. Like, she's just, She will not stop until finally she is stopped. Uh, she, she's, she won't stop until she does. She's like, ah, uh, she's like, I can't get out of there. She's just too tired. So Edith then hits her with a running <laughs> back elbow in the face. Irish I, th- I, thought, I thought you said, oh, I can't get out of it. I guess I'll just retire. <laughs> Savannah's like, eh, fuck it. Gets the re- the retired screen over it. Oh, that's like a guilty <laughs> hell. Instead, instead of, like, wasted. Yeah. <laughs> so Edith then hits her with a running back elbow in the face. Iris whips her to hit something, but instead she gets knocked down by a big boot to the face from Savannah. They go back and forth trading arm drags, to the che- uh, arm drags with each other until they transition to pump kicks to the chest that knocks each, each one back into the ropes like... It's kind of like a ping pong thing where it's like bounce back, hit, bounce back, you know. Mm-hmm. And eventually, Edith gets the upper hand with a um, a knee to the face that knocks Savannah back onto the middle ropes. She then hits her running drop kick that I mentioned from before, where it looks like Edith is just straight up standing on top of her back for a moment. I love this move. It's one of Edith's best looking moves, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially when she gets like a pop up afterwards, it looks fantastic pretty much all the time. Mwah. Savannah, though, kicks out of it. And the two struggle to see who can hit their finisher first. It's like a back and forth. Edith goes for her cross arm DDT melon baller finisher. Yeah, a lot of a lot of moves getting thrown around here. Yeah, and Savannah though is eventually able to throw Edith up from the melon baller position and punch her in the face, like in mid air. Grab her mm-hmm. behind her arms and hits the full Melson slam for the win. Yeah, uh, though, like this this match felt like Edith just never got it going. Right, yeah. like it was a just lot. Felt of... Like every time she was getting momentum, Savannah Evans was like, "No, instead, I'm just gonna throw you." It felt like she was playing off the back foot a lot of the time, and basically like just trying to get as much offense as she could in when she could. And yeah. Savannah being like, "Yeah, but I'm stronger though." Mm-hmm. And Eve could never really find the the Achilles heel in her 
I guess, wrestling style, I guess I should put it. Yeah. Overall, though, I thought there was a solid matchup with a good pacing to it. I agree. The crowd was pretty good for this, and the announcers did a good job of at least selling up both competitors. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing I was slightly disappointed about this match was that Savannah Evans' in-ring title is the cannibal. But there was not <laughs> one spot in this entire match where she leaned into this gimmick at what, all. What did you want her to do? Like, eat Edith Surreal's foot? Like, what? Kinda. What do you mean? <laughs> so think of it, just hear me out here. Like, I, I'm surprised I didn't see, like, a spot where she, like, grabbed Edith by, like, her face and, like, she bit her like face. The jo- like the John Moxley bit? Yes, exactly like that. I was like, why don't you have, like, more like that? I was like, Cannibal's a cool nickname. Like, you could work that into a gimmick where the per- you're, like, unapologetically more aggressive by, like, biting your opponent or just wanting to see them hurt. I just wanted more of, like, that. Like, lean into the character more. If you're going to be the Cannibal, like, lean into the Cannibal bit. Kind of like how, like, Maxine, Maxine Pillar's, like, the road warrior from like the wasteland and they've got like the full get up mm-hmm. and they like don't even say anything they just grunt all the time yeah shit like that like that that, that i would like to see that just just for the sake of like you know characters in wrestling i think are really really not it's really nice when you have like really definable character because it just i mean it makes you stand out right pretty much that, yeah like, like that's the whole point of having the, the good gimmick yeah the gimmick gets you stand out and also it makes it fun to like then set up matches and fantasize about matches because like ooh. This gimmick, mm-hmm. versus this gimmick, or character versus yeah. character, if you will. Anywho, yeah, you're right though. I I, I see what I see what you mean now in terms of like yeah, uh, wanting wanting it to be uh, wanting her to kind of lean into the gimmick a little more. Instead, little it was more. just like I am strong and I will throw you around, and it's like yeah, we've seen that before, right? Yeah. Granted, actually, now I'm wondering. Now I'm curious. How long has she been wrestling according to Cage Match? I don't know. Mm. Let's see. This will probably take me like two seconds. Been wrestling since 2014, eight years. Hmm. Nice. Fair enough. I think there was a. Uh, I'm in this match a meh. Yeah, same. Solid, I think solid, enjoyable match. I would not be against. As I say many times, I would not be against watching a match from either of these two again. Yeah, me neither. Uh, it was. It was definitely. I would like to. I would like to see them uh, go a little longer. Honestly, I'd love, I'd love to see a rematch here. I'd also like to see a match where the, this was the initially planned match and not just like a last minute, like, unfortunately, replacements yeah. happen. Cards subject to change, you know the bit. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, uh, let's go on to one of our favorite promotions to review, Pro Wrestling yes. Legacy. Yeah, let's talk about some PWL. It's been a while since we've had a PWL match. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really excited to talk some PWL. We, of course, have Destan taking on Super Flash. Uh, you know, in, in a match with a little bit of heat here, uh, I know Destan, uh, kept getting effed over by, uh, by the Inglorious Bastards, by the Inglorious Bastards, which is the, uh, group Super Flash is a part of, along with Marty Snow and the Midas. Yes, uh, Marty Snow, that's his faction, I, if I remember this correctly, that is Marty Snow's fact. Faction. Yes, Marty Snow is the leader of the Inglorious Bastards. I, um, <sighs> along, like I said, along with Midas and Super mm, Flash. One of, uh, and they're ta- and Super Flash taking on Destan. Destan wants a little revenge on Super Flash because I believe, uh, I believe there's a little history there between the the, the Bastards and Destan. Uh, so basically, and this is one of the things I love about Wrestling Legacies, they actually put stories into all their matches. Is the f- context of this match is that Destan basically beat Aiden Colt in a feud. A long feud. He came out on top. Aiden Colt came out at the start of this big show. This is like only one match of many matches in a show. To say, I'm done. Fuck him. I'm moving on with my life. 
And Destan was like, all right, well, I want to go after Marty Snow now. So mm-hmm. he... The, so by proxy, he then has picked the fight with the Inglorious Bastards. Super Flash, as you said, is part of it. So as far as I can tell, this is like his start of his journey to go at the Bastard at the end of this feud, I assume. Yes. sounds That sounds correct. But unfortunately, he is one man, and as you said, the Inglorious Bastards have several members, such as Demitis, who came, comes out with Super Flash, and throughout this match, he's a, the quintessential dickhead manager who gets classic. involved classic dickhead manager getting his nose into his business that's not his at the moment mm-hmm. let's go into the match itself then at this point yeah notably uh during the entrances marty snow does not come out with uh midas and super flash i love how the i always forget the face commentator saying every goddamn time we do processing legacy but he's even he's like the fuck why are he? Yeah. Why is he not out here? And the other announcer's like, "Oh yeah, he's not out here." Hmm. That, that's weird. Why? Why isn't he out here? You're right. It's it's actually makes it more worrying actually because because mm-hmm. he's gone somewhere. Then he's it, it's like the the worry of like a threat that you can't see but you know is there somewhere. Yeah. Right. Like like he he's in the arena somewhere, but where? But where? So, uh, I was actually, again, surprised, because Pro Wrestling Legacy has a lot of Lucha wrestlers, and they always have, like, a lot more chain wrestling than I'm initially expecting to have. Mm-hmm. This is actually nice, though, because these two had a very, uh, they had a lot of churn- chain wrestling, but it was, like, little bits of Lucha style sprinkled into it. Which yeah. Which made a lot of sense in hindsight, because the two of them are very similar build, very similar wrestling styles, so they could have a bit more fun with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. and a- after I this, after this, uh, sequence concludes, they take a second... Destan's like, alright, handshake, come on, bro, that was, that was a good thing. And Super Flash, instead of shaking his hand, spits in his hand. Nice. I, I was like, wow, that's that's all levels of disrespectful. And, uh, so yeah, then, it is. So the two go back and forth running the ropes here, kind of dip. dip and I tried saying the thing was like, dip, duck, dodge, dodge. Uh, dip, dip, duck, it's, it's dip, 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 duck, shit. Yeah, exactly. I try to think of it too. I know it's dip, duck, dodge, dive, dive, duck. It's 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 that thing from dodgeball. Yeah, it's the thing from dodgeball. It's like the seven D's, and the last one is dodge again. And I oh, I think it's dive, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. I think you're right. Anywho, after that (laughs) tongue twister of a description for this spot, uh, the two of them, uh. If I recall correctly, Super Flash gets the upper hand with heads, the head scissors takedown and then drop kicks Destan in the chest. Mm-hmm. And then he proceeds to just stretch and beat Destan now. And at one point, Midas, again, goes he goes to the ring, gets a cheap shot in by choking out Destan with the ropes while the ref's distracted by Super Flash. I think he's like, oh, man, I got a crick in my neck, man. Uh, get, get, come over here for a second. And the ref's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, sure, yeah. What, what's come, come look at it, please. <laughs> You'd be, uh, I'm surprised that the refs at this point haven't realized that the bastards are just horrible shit-eating heels, but at the same time, I wouldn't want to piss off Marty Snow either by being biased against them. Yeah, right. So, after this cheat tactic, Destan gets back into the match thanks to a handspring back elbow that gives him enough room to get some strikes in, and then a three amigos suplexes on Super Flash. Mm-hmm. He ascends the top rope and goes to hit something, but he's forced to jump off it before he can do anything because Super Flash runs towards it. He recovers and hits him with a running elbow in the corner. However, when he tries to follow this up with another running strike, Midas blatantly grabs Destan's leg in front of the like the ref like he's like in the corner about to go for this thing and he just grabs this dude's leg and the ref is just like looking at him like 
hey, get your hands off him. And I'm sitting there like, yes, yes, throw him mm -hmm. out now. And the ref just doesn't throw him out. And I'm like, why are we letting him stay here? But okay. And Super well, Flash gets a Why are we letting him do this? I, yeah, exactly. I'm like, why Why has he not been thrown out of the fucking arena yet? Whatever. Uh, be as it may, Super Flash gets a cheap shot in in the form of a running splash. And then he's in control of the match thanks to a couple stiff-sounding strikes. But again, Stun valiantly fights back this time uh, with two kicks to take out Super Flash's legs and then a double stomp to his back. And yet Super Flash mm -hmm. is even able to even the playing field here with a spinning kick to the gut, followed by a sidewalk slam that leaves them both laid out on the mat. First of their feet is Super Flash, uh, who uses his advantage to beat Destan into the corner before nailing with a running strike. But before he can do it again, Destan hits him with a running elbow. He then runs to the opposite corner, and when Super Flash goes after him, he slips onto the apron rolls onto the mat roll yeah rolls him onto the mat in the ring and then okay now i remember how this okay give me a sec okay he runs to the opposite corner when super flash L runs look lucha matches are hard yeah fucking it. lucha matches fucking cirque du soleil bullshit i love it he slips onto the apron onto the outside to avoid him and then he rolls onto the mat in the ring to hoist super flash onto his shoulders and then he drops him with a falcon arrow Mm -hmm. So again, these two can barely get to their feet, but they do get enough that they're on their knees face to face with each other, and we get a chop off, then forearm off, then they go back and forth trading super kicks, and they hit each other with simultaneous clotheslines, and then they double roundhouse kick, wipe each other out again. Yep. Again, those super flashes the first get to his feet, but this time Destan gets, uh, he's able to get his hands and legs up to block all of his strikes before bouncing him off his knee and spiking him into the mat with a DDT. And at this point, Midas gets onto the apron because he realizes that his boy is about to lose and can't have that. No. And then, oddly enough, Aiden Colt comes out. The I just... I... Sorry. This this one weird part. It's like... I feel like the ref... The ref saw Destan going for the pin and still decided to be like, Hey, get off the apron! Right? Yeah, like, it's like... It's like, who gives a shit if this guy's on the apron? Just fucking pin. Count the pin! <laughs> I this ref maybe he's secretly paid off by the Inglorious Bastards. Who knows? Because there were several moments here where <laughs> it was like blatantly like Midas was just cheating in front of this ref, and the ref was like, "You can stay." Yeah, it seems it seems weird, right? Weird, but honestly, a bit hilarious. Times that I'm like, ah, yes. What else can you do that this ref will just be like, "It's fine, you're good. <laughs> this is fine." So Aiden Colt comes out when this when he gets on the apron, and he the guy that Destan the peel has. That he's been feuding with, pulls Midas off the mat and shoves him to the back. And Destan mm -hmm. is looking at him like confused as hell, like what the fuck just happened? And Super Flash tries to take advantage of the situation, but he gets rolled up by Destan then quickly for the win. Yes. And then after the match, oh, I don't, I didn't. Okay, I, real quick, sorry, I didn't like this ending. <laughs> this ending, uh, I knew it was gonna happen. The moment like that he pulled the guy off the mat, I was like, either Super Flash is getting rolled up or he's rolling up Destan right now. I think, I think, I think Destan should have gotten rolled up because he was distracted by. He was distracted by, uh, what was his name? Aiden Colt. You, you, you just, yeah, Aiden Colt. You just said it, yeah. He was distracted by Aiden Colt, and I think if he lost there, it would have built the heat between him and Aiden Colt more, even though, you know, you're about to say what happens. But, yes. Uh, it feels weird that Aiden Colt come out, comes out, like, distracts Destan, and then 
Super Flash goes for something, and Destan's like, oh, okay, hold on, give me one second, roll up, one, two, three, and then, like, is the, like I don't know, it feels weird, you know? I, I, I guess they wanted Destan to go over here. They uh, did. Over over Inglorious Bastards, but... Yeah, gotta go over one of the members first. And, of course... It, st- it still felt like one of those points where the the face got distracted and lets the he- and that lets the heel win, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it's, like I said, to solidify the feud, because, again, because out comes Snow and the rest of the bastards to mug Destan in the ring. And I remember thinking to myself, why the fuck did Aiden not stop them when they ran by him? Obviously in the back. They're beating the shit out of him. And out comes Aiden with chair now. And in my head, I was like, why did you not stop them with the chair before? And then, of course, as he's about to seemingly help Destan, he then sets up the chair in the ring, sits in it, and watches from his front row seat as the bastards beat the fuck out of Destan until he's barely conscious. What a heel. Literally, the fans boo the shit out of this man. I'm like, what an asshole. Just to see, like, his hope just crush in front of him. Just be like, I want to not watch you get beat up. Yeah, right? Like, oof. And then he leaves the oof. match, taunts the crowd. Half the crowd's still cheering for him. The other half's like, boo, get the fuck out of here. Destan got played like a fucking fiddle. Uh, I thought the match was pretty good, though. Pretty yeah, good. I agree. It, all in all, all in all, it was solid. I think the ending was, like I said, I thought the ending was a little weird. But, like, otherwise, I think I could... I'm fine with it. Like the one thing that did throw me off here, though, is that there were a lot of moves and sequences here that just always just felt slightly off. Yes, like they didn't get the impact that they were looking for, or it wasn't as smooth as you kind of wanted it to be. But they still executed it to the point where I was like, okay, I will move on with this match and not focus on that one point. Mm-hmm. Which is why I'm giving this match a meh. Yes, that that that's about how I felt about it too. Mm-hmm. On the on the side note, uh, props to the booking. I still oh, I always love the booking. Legacy. They always make the effort to make smart booking decisions, and everything in, in holes this segment made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we were watched a Dustin versus Marty Snow match later on here, honestly. Me neither. Uh, I, I could definitely see it happening. Uh, yeah, I also gave it a meh. Alright, well, moving on to that, let's get to the match that Connor unintentionally recommended us. Yeah, unintentional. Hey, it, it's a I, it was a solid matchup, man. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So for the reminder here, for those of you that uh, may have forgotten after all the talking that we've done, this is Marcus Black. This is Marcus Burke versus PJ Black. Mark, yeah. It, this this one was. I think this one was good. I am now going to go on record. I am going to call Bl- PJ Black PJ and not Black because writing Black and Burke in the same sentence like fifty <sighs> times, it's I realize it's a horrible <laughs> idea because I would get so turned around by that. Yeah, it was it was weird. So, the slight context that you need for this match is that this is matches in Burke's hometown. Mm-hmm. So PJ is playing the wily veteran heel, who like has enough charisma that you cheer him, but then he has moments where you're like, ah, yeah, nope, you're still a dickhead. That you just are, you hide it very well under your smiling charisma. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that sounds about right. Like starting off this uh, this bout, the two chain wrestle each other when they're on. They're basically on equal footing for a while until Burke Irish was PJ because when uh, this is where I'm ch- the wiliness comes out because he goes to like do the drop down in front of PJ and PJ just slows down and stomps on his head mm-hmm. and then stomps on his hand sweeps out his legs when he gets up stomps him on the back poses in front of the crowd which lets Burke get onto his feet like it's just he goes for a handshake Burke's like like you know also kind of like the pick Burke up Burke goes to grab his hand and he just pulls it away. <laughs> 
Yeah, just like, ooh, sorry, kid. It's like the it's like it's like the quintessential, like, ah, eh, yeah, you 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 haven't been around as long as I have. <laughs> that smarts right there, and he yeah. bursts like just looking his hand like, okay, bitch. <laughs> also, apparently, there's some history between these two. Ooh, I'm uh, well, the announcers kept referencing the fact that they were friends, that they're friends, that they uh, oh. are, are buddies in this match. Uh, but there's no friendship here in this ring. That's what they oh. were saying. While, yeah. while they're fighting, they are no longer friends. But I, I would like to I would like to dive deeper into that and, and see like if they were a tag team, maybe, or if they like you know. Uh, while you deep dive into their history, I'm gonna yeah continue on. So after this, just disrespect. Honestly, they lock up, but this time Burke gets the upper hand after a successful shoulder charge, which knocks PJ down and out of the ring. He's definitely become more aggressive after the uh, after that. Mm-hmm. So PJ climbs back into the ring, goes on the offensive with a shoulder attack of his own, and then an arm drag that he converts into a hold on Burke's arm. But Burke endures it for a short amount of time until he counter and then counter whips it, counters it with an Irish whip. Mm-hmm. Counters an Irish whip. With shoulder tackles, a snapmare, and then a stomp across the eyes, followed by repeated kicks to the back. Like, he is a complete 180 of, like, all right, let, let's have a friendly battle between friends to, all right, you're, you started this, now I'm gonna, I'm now going to finish it. <laughs> I'm gonna end it. Mm-hmm. He goes for a punt kick uh, across PJ's chest, but PJ ducks it and rolls to the outside. Burke does try to follow him this time, but PJ runs out of it before, <laughs> runs away around the ring, and he, he's like, time out, time out, time out. <laughs> I'm like, ah. Ah, uh, you, you bit off a bit more you can chew, I see, asshole. <laughs> and Burke's like, I ain't having this shit. Goes, he goes and tries to crossbody him using the top rope, but instead he misses him completely, and then he gets up and gets poked in the eyes. Mm-hmm. And the commentator's like, oh my god, that's PJ's signature poke in the eyes. And I was like, what? Can you can you put a signature on that? I guess so. I mean, can like, you can you trademark that? I'll be honest. If in wrestling the guy you're facing is their signature is getting poked in the eyes, that's fucking terrifying. That shit can come out from anywhere. Yeah. Star of the match poked in the eyes. Oh fuck, he's going for his finish, bro. He's going for his finish, bro. Watch out. Watch out. <laughs> so after he pokes him in the eyes. Uh, the two of them are now on the outside, and they begin to brawl, and in the end, Burke somehow gets the upper hand by headbutting PJ in the face and tossing him back into the ring. He sees this opportunity, goes to the top rope, tries to double-stomp PJ Black's chest from the top rope. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Kofi Kingston's one, but, you know, as I said, off the top rope. Also, I can't find anything that they used to be in the tag team or whatever, but Unfortunately. It's, and they're probably just, like, buddies. Yeah, probably. You know? I think they're both South African, if I recall, Connor, when he messaged me about it. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I like me my South African wrestlers, and that's only... And I'm going to go on the record, I say that, and my only South African wrestler I can think of that I know is Angelico, and I fucking love Angelico. Well, there you go. Best dance moves in the business, don't <laughs> at me. <laughs> so, after he misses this double stomp from the top rope, PJ is not a, is able to not only dodge it, but then super kick him in the face from off camera. Like, it was... Honestly, it was fantastic camera work here. Great work. Mm-hmm. I was like, that was choice yes it was it was solid camera work here right so pj's in control here now and he jumps into a wheelbarrow position like into burke's arms he rolls him onto the mat like he's gonna roll him up but then surprisingly he goes in from this position he counters it into or he follows it up into a reverse surfboard position which was awesome in my opinion i've never seen anyone actually do that before yes me neither it was it was it was sweet 
Mm-hmm. And he walks him over to the corner and kind of like just very <laughs> disrespectfully like just bumps his head against the bottom turn. Yeah, he just like rocks him back and forth while he's in the submission while he's like bonk, bonk, bonk. It's like <laughs> the most de- demoralizing fucking thing to happen to you. So after a bit after this, uh, PJ basically is maintaining control in this match. He's locking in holes, knocking Burt down whenever he gets up. And uh, these holds include an abdominal stretch where he, like, takes his fingers and he, like, jams it into Burke's ribs and, like, in between it. Fuck. Ugh. Ah, just got to shiver up my sign thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Or him, like, pulling both of Burke's arms behind his back and just cranking them for max damage. Yeah. Though, speaking of that hold, Burke's actually able to counter this hold with one of his own, but PJ then counters it by pump handle, lifting him up onto his shoulders and then dropping him with an awesome-looking cutter. And uh, when Burke kicks out of this, he gets him into the corner, and Irish whips him into the op- another corner. But instead, Burke rounds off the turnbuckles and then blasts him with a lariat. Yeah. He uh, then that was hit- sick. It was awesome. He hits PJ in the corner with a running double knee to the chest. Goes for a bulldog that PJ almost counters with a backdrop suplex until he gets shoved into the corner and then buried into the mat with a German suplex as he's bouncing back off said corner. Burke goes to the mm-hmm. top rope again, get that dub- jumping double stomp. PJ is able to get up, jumps up to the top rope, halts his progress. He gets knocked back down by Burke, but he gets up again. This time he goes and jumps up onto the top rope, and in mid-jump, Hurricane Rana's Burke off the top rope. Which was just, like, that was just such a cool sequence, right? Like, they were going for that superplex, and then... You think you think that uh, Burke had the reversal ready, and he was yep. like, "Ah, I shoved you off." And then Black was like, "Nah, nah, nah." But what if I what if I come back? <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome. He then then PJ jumps on top of the top rope and goes for a springboard moonsault, but he hits nothing but Matt because Burke sees this and rolls out of the way. They're both laying on the ground at this point. When they do get up, they just batter each other with strikes. Yeah. Just a fucking hockey fight, basically. My, you know, I those are my favorite. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this goes on until Burke just clocks PJ with a right hand to the face, and then he nails him with a fucking tiger bomb. Yeah, the PJ kicks out of. I love, I love the tiger bomb. It's very cool looking. All the tiger moves in general all, all look really cool and they're done well. Like, yeah, the Tiger Driver ninety eight is awesome. Uh, since I just watched AEW, like. I've, or it feels like I just watched AEW, um, uh, Brody King's Gonzo Bomb, which is like a variation of a Tiger Driver, always looks fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Love them. Yeah, uh, it was, it's just like, that, that was another one of my, uh, one of the moves that's like, on, on the, always on the rotation for my, uh, creator, <laughs> creator wrestlers in fucking WWE games. Ah, uh, super kick. It was like, it's like super kick, Spanish fly, Tiger Bomb. <laughs> Old reliable moves that just pop you every time. Yeah. Uh, PJ, uh, Burke goes to pick PJ up. Uh, PJ gets out of his grasp after this and basically boots him back into the corner with a pump kick. He then hits two huge running splashes in the corner and then goes for an even more massive springboard crossbody from the apron. But somehow Burke's able to kick out of it after getting hit by these. And as a result, PJ immediately hits him with that springboard moonsault off the top rope, but again, Burke kicks out somehow. Mm-hmm. Somehow. Somehow, some way. Somehow, some way. And this causes Burke to retreat to the bottom of a corner where PJ just punishes him before deciding to Irish whip him again. And defiantly, Burke counters this with one of his own, except PJ then instantly responds by throwing him onto the apron. 
Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, though, he can't get anything done here because Burke fights him off, gets to the top rope, and then finally hits that double stomp off the top rope. And I will say, it did live up to the hope that I was... I, I was hoping this would look good, and it looked awesome. Sure did. The the double stomp... I like the double stomp way better when you're hitting someone who's standing up. Yes. Like, that's so sick, right? It's got such impact to it. Yeah, because it just, it just feels so powerful when you're like mm-hmm. someone standing up and you just stomp them to the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The double stomp to the chest when they're laying down is more so like, you just got stabbed in the chest feet. I got nothing. You're dead. Yeah. Like, you, fuck, man. I mean, to quote Shinsuke Nakamura, taking a double stomp from the top rope is like taking knives to the chest. Yeah. That, shit, that must be terrifying. That shit fucking sucks. I bet. You're just like, you see the guy in the top, and you're like, all right, all right. He jumped off. It's just like, oh, pain, pain, pain. Pin me, please. <laughs> ow, 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 ow. <laughs> so, surprisingly, though, PJ kicks out of this. And at this point, Burke gets him in the corner. He beats him with several stiff strikes, whips him to the opposite corner with an Irish whip, charges at him, but ends up getting driven into the mat by a standing double stomp from PJ. Mm-hmm. And then PJ, being the dirty heel that he is, goes to use the ropes to get a cheap pin here. And as the rep is, like, noticing that he's using these ropes, Burke kicks out. And PJ's like, alright, well, fuck it. Go to the top rope. That's Because that's everyone's logic in wrestling. The mat work doesn't work. Go to the top. Yeah. Uh, he then turns his back to Burke to go for something. But instead, Burke grabs him from behind and hoists him up onto his shoulder. And then spins him around to knee him in the face, basically like a version of a GTS, mm-hmm. and picks up the win. Yeah. It was it was a, yeah, like you said, it was a version of a GTS to get the win here. Uh, this match was crazy. These two, these two really just hammered each other, didn't they? Yeah, it was, I thought it was a great match, honestly. For, I agree. Uh, these two, as you mentioned, now that you mentioned that these two knew each other well, I'm like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, honestly. They're buddies! Yeah. I thought that these, yeah, but I thought the the pacing was good. I thought the character work was good by Burke, but PJ did a really good job mm-hmm. of just playing like that veteran wily heel. Yeah, where he always had like a bag of tricks to just pull out. That you're like, what the fuck else do you know that you could just counter this man? What the hell? Yeah, right. Stop, please. Like, how, how do you keep doing this? How do you know all these all these moves? <laughs> and of course, Burke played the well, the defiant town, uh, hometown hero, getting the dub. Mm-hmm. And overall, yeah, I thought this match was great. Guess a high met for me. I yeah, I I think I agree with you there. Mm. Uh, it was a really solid matchup. These two put on a, a really good a really good fight. It felt like a fight, right? Yeah, it didn't it did. feel like a match. Like they 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 they, gave, they had they were able to. It, it's hard to sometimes get that feeling mm-hmm. in a wrestling match where it feels like more of a fight than like an actual like match. But yeah, I think I think they successfully gave us a fight, and I really enjoyed it. I love when matches get to that point because once you hit that point, you're like, "Oh yeah, we're we're rolling right now." Yeah, we're schmoozing and grooving, and someone's getting their ass kicked, and I love it. Yeah, someone's getting their ass beat, and it's gonna be awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I think I'm gonna give this match a high meh. Mm-hmm. I think uh, like I liked it, uh, but I don't think it it got to that threshold of markout for me. Agreed. Uh. But, all in all, I think it was still a very solid matchup, and uh, I would love to see these two just keep fighting, right? Like, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. it's it, They're they're both great, and this one was good. You should definitely go check this match out if you get the chance. Uh, that is all of our matches this week, Zach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, uh, we flew through it, but it was a 
I'm very happy to see any day we don't have a miss out is a nice day. Yeah, that is 100% true. Anytime we don't have a miss out, it's pretty pretty solid. I don't think we've had one for a couple weeks now, thank God. Yeah, no, it's been a minute. Yeah, one of these days, though, it's like a landmine. Like, you you walk around and you don't realize how close you are to one, and then you, bam, hit a match, and you're like, this should be good, and then just... And then, oh, and then you just get hit with it, right? Yeah, and you're like, God fucking damn it. Like, oh, big sad. Big sad. But, thankfully, as we've said, avoided it today. Yeah. Alright, well, since that is all of our matches out of the way this week, why don't we give the pre- why don't we give the people a preview of what's coming next week with mm-hmm. the matches that we've got. I picked the majority of the matches for next week. Or no, you picked the majority of the matches for next week. So I why did. don't you tell everyone uh, the two matches you brought. Alright, so, first match is for a... I picked because it has another wrestler that I've been wanting to have on the show for a while, but I could never either find the time to... I could never either find the match that I wanted to watch them, or I just... It, I couldn't find the time, or I couldn't remember their name at the time. It's Kevin mm-hmm. Blackwood, and he's going okay. against TJ Crawford at VXS Wrestling. Yes. Which I've never heard of in my life, but I like the sound of the name. Really? I'm pretty... I, I swear we had... I swear we had... We a, might have, but it might have been a have a match from them. And the, ah, I remember now, and the reason why Kevin Blackwood's so hard for me to find matches for is because I'm pretty sure he wrestles in a lot of J- Japanese promotions, and finding their matches on YouTube is That's damn tough, near impossible yeah. unless you know Japanese. Yeah, or, or just put the closed... The, if you put the closed captions on for a Japanese match, it could also lead to some very fun... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> some very fun stuff. And then, to round things off, I went around to find some wrestlers that people recommended that would be good, and I found a woman by the name of Alex Windsor. And okay. we're going to be watching her match against Laura DiMatteo. DiMatteo? DiMatteo. DiMatteo. I butchered your name. I'm so sorry. <laughs> In the, uh, let me make sure I get this right, because they have a, it's a, it's a tournament match, since a lot of these matches on YouTube I've noticed are tournament matches. Mm-hmm. It's Wrestling Resurgence, Iron Women of Resurgence uh, Tournament. This is a quarterfinal match. Okay, nice. Uh, I'm quite excited for all these matches because we, I don't believe we've had any of these people on the show, so maybe we'll find a new favorite. Maybe. Maybe. But, before we, I get too ahead of myself, what's your match for next week? My match for next week, I also brought a women's match. I brought the NWA Women's Champion Camille, taking on Alley Catch from CCW. Ooh. Uh, I saw this match and I was like, well, this is one of those I can't say no to because I know that they're both, uh, it, it, Camille is very much a powerhouse, and Alley Catch is very much a submission artist, mm-hmm. and also has the the, the powerhouse like moves right. So I feel like the, 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 these two have styles that clash very well together. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I saw this match, I was like, "Yeah, let's play this. This let's do this one. It seems dope. Mm, it sounds dope. Um, here's hoping that they pan out. Honestly, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm 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 hype about it, man. Uh, mm. Yeah, that's all of our matches for next week. I'm ex- listen. I'm excited for next week. I can't wait to I can't wait to watch these. Uh, anyway, that that with all of that out of the way, that brings us to our plugs. Remember, you could go find the links to all of these matches over on our Twitter at Indie Waters. Uh, you could find like you can find all the YouTube links. You could find where to watch the where to hear the podcast, which obviously you've already found because you're here. Hello. <laughs> um. But. Uh, 
you can also go follow the Countout Network on. You can also go follow our mothership feed, the Countout Network, on Twitter at Countout Pod. You can go. You can go follow, check out our website, CountoutPod.com, where we have all kinds of stuff like bios about everybody in the Countout Network. We have our membership page where you can pay five dollars a month to become a member of the Countout Network and get exclusive audios for members only. Uh, which uh, you can you can find our merch over there as well. We have a cool independent water shirt over there if you want to go check that out, which you definitely should because it is a sweet shirt, uh, and we put a lot of work into it, and we would really appreciate it if you uh, repped our merch. It would be sweet. You can also get cool Canada Network merch there as well. Uh, and you can go check out all of our articles written by our super cool team of writers here at the Canada Network. Uh, we have... All kinds of fun content, so you should subscribe to you should subscribe to Indie Waters. You should subscribe to the rest of the Canada Network, and go check out all the other shows here, such as Your Dose of Death, Hit, How to Talk to Your Friends About Wrestling, uh, Ring Post Radio, Pure, Okada Shorts. There's so many, so much content we have mm-hmm. here for you to check out for all kinds of wrestling that you may enjoy. Uh, and I believe that about does it for the plugs. Zach, you got anything? Nope, never have, and maybe never will. Didn't think so. So that just leaves me with one thing left to say, and that is to remember that there's a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring. This has been a Countout Podcast. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu.